And one of the things that could easily be said by each of us, you know, if you're saved, the journey may be long, it may be difficult at times, but you've been blessed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for that. If you would please stand and take your Bibles and turn with me to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. We'll begin reading verse 17. Mark chapter 10, verse 17. When he was gone forth into the way, there come there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There's none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not steal or do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and take up the cross and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about, and saith unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answereth again, and saith unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? Jesus, looking upon them, saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Look back with me verse 22. It says, And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. Like preach a message I've titled, Are You Trying to Do It Your Way? Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning. And truly, thou art a great and mighty God. And Lord, truly, we've been blessed. We thank you for so great a salvation. There is no way that we can ever thank you enough and ever do enough. But Lord, help us to live in such a way that we can be pleasing unto you. And Lord, we need your presence today. We need the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, would you please meet and work in hearts and lives and do the work that we know that only you can do. Lord, I cannot. Lord, I pray that you would be increased and that I would decrease. Hide me behind the cross. May Jesus Christ be lifted up and exalted. Lord, I pray that if there is someone under the sound of our voice this morning, whether they be here in this auditorium or watching by live stream, Lord, I pray that they might receive Christ as their Savior before it's eternally too late. But I pray every Christian, Lord, would be stirred not to try to live this Christian life our way, but to do it your way. 
Have your own way, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You be seated. This young man went away sad. The reason he went away sad is because he thought that he had done good. And I guess in man's eyes, he had. He had kept those parts of the commandments. You notice there that he, the Lord repeated the latter part of the Ten Commandments that was basically unto men, how he was to act unto men. He said, I've done it from my youth up. And so he thought that he was doing well, and, and I guess he was doing well. And like I said, in man's eyes, he was a pretty good fella. You know, every one of us know people like that. They're pretty good people. They, they treat everybody right. They pay their bills. They, they help other people. They try to do good. You know, they don't get in trouble with the law and didn't do this, don't do that. And they're just pretty good people. But I'm going to tell you something. Hell is full of pretty good people. The fact is, is that this young man came to Jesus and he said, Good master, what do I lack yet? He was trying to add a little bit more work or something in to have it all sewed up. He was trying to do it his way. He was trying to get to heaven his way. In 1969, Frank Sinatra came out with a song. The title of it was, I Did It My Way. I Did It My Way. Most of you in this room, well, several of you in this room have heard that song. I'm not going to say most. Uh, so you're dating yourself, preacher. No, I found it on the internet. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, the song was, I did it my way. And, and, but I want you to listen to just a, a few of the, the, a little bit of the words in that. I'm not going to repeat all the words in the song uh, uh, because of time, but Here's how it begins. It says, and now the end is near. And so I face the final curtain. My friend, I say it clear. I'll state my case of which I am certain. I've lived, lives that, I've lived a life that's full. I've traveled each and every highway. And more, much more than this, I did it my way. We live in a day and a time where that song is really kind of the essence of most people's lives. I did it my way. When they come down to the end of their life, as he's called it there, that final curtain, many of them are laying on that bed, and if you was to ask them about their life, they would, if they was to be honest, they would tell you, I did it my way. I lived it my way. I wanted things my way. This rich young ruler was no different. He was doing things his way. He was a good man. He wasn't, he wasn't a, a, a wicked man. He was a good man. But yet he was trying to go to heaven and he was trying to do it his way. He was trying to get to heaven his way, not God's way. So we, you say, well, preacher, what is the difference there? Instead of uh, uh, living a life... Uh, uh, God's way, he was living his way, you say. But, well, what was the difference there if, if the Lord told him to uh, keep the, those, com those commands? Well, let's look at this again. Look here in verse 19. He said, Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. And notice what, what the Scripture says here. And... Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. Can I tell you something that could be said about Jesus in your life? The Lord loves you. 
He goes on and says, And he said unto him, One thing thou lackest. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, and take up the cross, and follow me. It says, And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. The rich young ruler, which he is, is called in, in other scripture here, thought he could keep some rules and obtain eternal life. But the, the way Jesus lays it before him, it's more than that. It's not keeping of rules, but it was a surrendered heart unto the Lord. It was a surrendered heart. You see, it's not about the rules, folks. We hear all the thou shalt nots and thou shalts and all that. And you know what? That's good. That's right. That's what the Bible says is to be in our lives. But it's not about the rules. It's about the heart. And it's about what you do with your heart. And so many times today, we don't stop and realize that the Christian life it's not about keeping a bunch of rules. It's about our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's about walking with Him. But unless you misunderstand me, the rules are still the rules. But you're not doing the rules because you're trying to get something out of the rules. You're do, you're, you're, your relationship with the Lord falls in line with the rules, if I can put it that way. It basically falls in line with the scripture. The reason that I love my wife, you know, the reason I do things for my wife is not because she, when we got, mar when we got married, she didn't, she didn't pull out a piece of paper and says, okay, you sign right here. I look at that and says, whoa, what is this? She said, that's 105 rules you got to keep. <laughs> she didn't do that. She did not do that until after we was married. But it... it, it <laughs> No. There wasn't, and, and to be honest with you, and a lot of people don't, before they get married, they don't understand this. They don't realize this. Your marriage license, oh, there it is, preacher, there's the rules. You don't even sign your own marriage license. Somebody else signs it. Just as a witness. Do you know what that witness is? That you made a commitment to that, that person with your heart. That you made a commitment to them, to love them, to be with them, to cherish them. It's not about the rules. It's about the heart. Uh, marriage is about, it, it should be about the heart. It's not about rules. And, and, but along with that, because I love her, there's things that I won't do. And there's things that I will do because I love her. There's things that I'll do that I would not do for anybody else because I love her. There's things that I won't do that I used to do because I love her. It's the same thing with the Lord Jesus Christ. This rich young ruler, it wasn't about loving the Lord. It wasn't about, it wasn't about giving the Lord his heart. He said, what is the next rule that I need to get so that I have eternal life? What's the next rule? I've kept all these from the beginning. So what is the next thing that I have to do so that I can have eternal life? And he was missing the whole point. It wasn't about the rules. It was about the relationship with Jesus Christ. The rich young ruler thought that he could just keep some rules and that he'd be all right. So the difference was the heart. 
You know, there's a lot of people sitting in churches like this today. You know what? Their, their, their religion, and I'm going to call it religion, is all about rules. And they come in and they sing the songs, and it's not about... And it's not about singing unto the Lord. It's about, okay, this is what we do at this particular time. We pick up the, the bulletin, and, and many times in the bulletin, they'll have the songs listed or whatever. Or we do this at such and such time and do this at such and such time. And they go through the ritual of all the things that they're supposed to do on Sunday morning. When they walk out, I've done all those things that I was supposed to do Sunday morning and, and put some money in the offering plate. And, and we prayed and we sang and, and I listened to that preacher up there preach and I've survived it and, and, and so I've done everything I'm supposed to do whoo got that past me and they feel like everything's okay and then when something happens in their life do you know what they're looking for okay Lord what's the next thing I need to do what's the next rule the rich young ruler was looking for the next rule. He was doing it his way. He was trying to figure out how that he could have eternal life his way instead of following Lord Jesus Christ. And, and the Lord looked at him and he loved him. He understood that he wanted eternal life. And, and, and then so the Lord told him, he said, sell everything that you've got. The difference was the heart. But, but look, that by what you see in the Scriptures, this young ruler's heart was more about his riches than about heaven, about obeying God. Because he went away grieved. Because the Lord told him, he said, sell all that you have. You say, well, preacher, is it true that then that if you want to go to heaven that you've got to sell everything you got and give it all to the poor? That, the Lord was dealing with him because he knew his heart. That's why he told him to sell all of his riches. There's nothing wrong with having money as long as the money doesn't have you. This young man, the money had him, had his heart. And, 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 the, and the problem there was is that he was trying to make it to heaven his way with another rule. But when it come down to it, when the Lord dealt with something that, that was his heart, he went away grieved. Now, in your life, in my life, it could be... I definitely know it's not money in my life because I don't have, I can sell what I got and wouldn't help very many poor people. But the fact is, is that whatever is in our heart, is it the Lord? Is it your, what's your way? What is it in your heart that may be keeping you from living for the Lord or serving the Lord or maybe keep you from getting saved? I'll be honest with you. Before I got saved, you know what it was in my heart? It was my pride. It was my pride because I had told people. I had went forward in a service when I was, was young, and, and I had told people from that point on that I'd got saved, and I'd never got saved. I went forward like because those other people went forward and just knelt at an altar, and I got up, and they turned me around and said uh, that I had accepted Christ my Savior. Nobody dealt with me, and they, they just, at that time, they just didn't do that a lot, and, and, and I didn't know. Uh, nobody shared Scripture with me. But it wasn't until I was in high school, and I had told everybody that I was saved. And I remember thinking, what's people going to think? I've been telling them that I am saved. So what was in my heart was me. It was my pride that was keeping me from, from reaching out and receiving Christ as my Savior. 
And so it was going through the motions of it that I went through all that. Then the Lord, uh, then, then the way of Jesus was about dying to self, not just uh, about the heart, but dying to self and following the Son of, the Son of God. Look at, look at verse 21 again. It says, in the latter part it says, And come, take up the cross, and follow me. He says, Give me your heart first, and then deny yourself, and come follow me. The way of Jesus Christ was different than this young man's. But yet we live in a world today where everybody is trying to live their life their way. Trying to do it their way. Trying to, to get to heaven their way. Trying to, to do uh, uh, what might please God their way instead of God's way. You see, life eternal, life, life, life and life eternal is not about our way. It's about His way. When we come here this morning, it's not about us. It's about Him. It's about the Lord. When you, when, you, when you get up tomorrow and you start your day, guess what? Your day is really should not be about you. It should be about the Lord Jesus Christ. But yet our way is everything is about us. And we get so wrapped up in ourselves. In Isaiah 55 and verse 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, the Lord speaking here, not, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. His ways are different. His thoughts are different. He says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Generally, man's ways are about himself. We begin to think about ourselves. How can I come out on top? How, how can I look good in this situation? How can I bring uh, everything into control for, for my life's destiny? And how am I going to shine bright? And, how, and it's all about me. That's generally our way. Man usually messes up his way, though. Man usually, when he takes it and does it his way, I'm talking about life now, when man lives his, his life his way, he generally messes it up. Generally messes it up. The fact is, is that the Lord's way is the right way. When we reject the, God's way and His will, we'll mess it up. You see, God's way is... It's not man's ways, I said there in Psalms, 80, er, Psalms 18.30 says, As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. He is a rock. His work is perfect. For all, in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4 says, He is a rock. His work is perfect. For all His ways are judgment. God, a God of truth without iniquity, just and right is He. There are, no, there are so many flaws in our ways. I think about trying to figure out how to, to do certain things in our lives, and many times if we sit down and we try to figure it out ourselves, and I'm not, I'm not against sitting down and trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong, and, but we've got to factor in. You know, in school... We, had, we took, and I was, and I told you before, I was preparing to go into to the medical field, and so I was taking all the math, all the science, and all that that I could take in preparation for it. And, of course, one of the things that everybody is a scare deal for everybody, it seems like, anymore, well, you got to take algebra. Well, you got to take algebra, too. Well, you got to take, uh, take trig and math analysis. Well, you got to take geometry. If you've ever done anything with algebra, you know that if you leave one step out, it's going to be wrong. If you've ever done geometry, there's what they call proofs. 
And what it is is you have a theorem and you take that theorem and you have to prove it that it's, that it's proper. And so there's a long process of it. And you might have a, a whole sheet of paper with all these different uh, 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 proofs on this sheet of paper that this was right. That's all you're doing. If you leave one step out, the whole thing is no good. Can I tell you something in our lives? We think we got it all figured out, but we're leaving steps out. Only Jesus Christ can fill every step in your life. He is the only way that your life will be what it can be and what it should be and that will bring blessings in your life that will strengthen you. That doesn't mean that your life is not going to have problems. That doesn't, because I'm going to be honest with you, some of the steps in our lives in God's way of getting us where we need is through problems, through difficulties. Whatever they are, they could be health, they could be financial, they could be whatever the situations are. They can be, they could be flooding your basement. And you, you say, oh, preacher. No, I mean, there's things because we can get frustrated. It can be through sickness and we can get frustrated. It can be through people who don't treat you right and we can get frustrated. It can be, and I can go on with the list of things that, that God sometimes uses in our lives. Now, that doesn't mean that Satan doesn't use them too. Sometimes he uses them trying to, to trip us up. And just to be honest with you, many of these things are just part of life. But they're a step that God allows us to go through to get us closer to Him, to trust Him, to know Him in a greater way. It's a difficult day sometimes, and so these are so, uh, is part of the way of God to allow us to draw. You know, if we was doing it our way, here's what we would do. Man's way would be, would be this. Never have a problem. Never have a struggle. Never get sick. Never have any financial problems. Never uh, uh, get in, a, in an argument with anybody. Never have a problem at work. Never have a problem at wherever you're at. Everything's there. When you go to the store to buy something, it's always there. It's on sale. Your car never breaks down. The furnace never goes out. The washer always washes. The dryer always dries. And you never have to wash dishes by hand. That's man's way. And every food is great. And it never bothers your stomach. That's man's way. Am I right? That's, that's, but that's not God's way. There's things in our lives that we don't realize that God allows in our lives to bring us closer to Him. His way is perfect. His way is a way that many times that we, that we don't understand. Our way has flaws in it. Many times it, it don't make sense to us uh, where, what God's plan is and what His way is. We read the scriptures and we might read a verse like this in Mark chapter 8 and begin verse 35. Whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. And we look at that and we say, that's a strange way to have life, is to lose your life. But that's God's way. 
You go on from that, even in verse 36 and 37, it says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what exchange shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And the fact is, is that a lot of us, we think, well, if I can, uh, if I can mount up a, a great amount of wealth, then I've got everything that I need. And the Lord says, no, you don't. That's man's way. It's not God's way. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with, with some of those things as long as they don't have us. Though many times there's a, a, is a lack of understanding of why or how God's ways are, are right and best, we've got to seek God's way, not our own way. We've got to trust Him. You, when those times come when you don't understand God's way, you've got to trust Him. You've got to put your faith in Him. Man's way removes the glory of God and places it more on man or man or man gets a share in part of that glory. This rich young ruler as he come, it would be easy for him, and notice what he said. When Jesus began to, to, to call off the, the commandments there that for him to keep, what did he say? He didn't say, I've tried to keep those from my youth. He said, all of those I've kept from my youth up. If the truth was known, probably not. But we don't know. The fact is, is that there was something about that that he began to, I've done those things. And so I need one more thing to do so that I can say that I've done it. So that I can have eternal life. And so really what was taking place is he was saying, you know what? I'm pretty good. I'm just a pretty good person. Jesus, I've kept all those. I've kept all those things. Done pretty good. Don't you think? And in one way, he was probably proud of himself. Because he was doing it. Did you notice the words of some of those songs that we sang this morning? It wasn't about what we did. It's about what he did at Calvary. It's about what Jesus Christ has done for us. And Jesus was trying to get him to say, wait a minute. You need to come down off your high horse a little bit. Go sell what you got. Go sell everything you got. And come give it to the, to the poor. And then come follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. The Bible says they went away grieved because he had great possessions. It wasn't fitting into, look what I've done. He was going from being a wealthy person that maybe he had great, a great business mind and done great things to a place now that he was going to be following Jesus, not leading Jesus. He was going from being in control of his life to where his life was yielded to Jesus Christ. And he went away grieved. You see, he was part, having part of the glory in his life. The sin nature of man wants to have part of the glory in all that he does, even when it comes to the things of God. That's what Satan did. That's what Satan did when he tried to exalt himself above the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 8, it says, I am the Lord, that is my name. And my glory will I not give to another, 
neither my praise to graven images. Otherwise, the Lord said, listen, I'm not going to share my glory with nobody. I'm not going to give anybody else my glory. He said, my way is, is, is the right way, and I'm not going to share it with anybody else. You see, that's why you can't get to heaven on your own. That's why you can't work your way to heaven. We try to mask everything up, and we try to pretend to ourselves that, that we're doing it God's way, but many times that uh, we're doing it our way and trying to say that it's God's way. You can only get saved God's way, by the way, this morning. There's not 10 ways of getting to heaven. There's not 11 ways to get in heaven. There's not three ways of getting to heaven. There's not two ways of getting to heaven. There is only one way of getting to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. He said, there's only one way. He said, I am the way. It's not through good works. Ephesians chapter 2 Verse 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Hey, listen, you can't get to heaven by working your way there, by keeping another rule, by adding another thing into your life. It's only through Jesus Christ. That's God's way. Man's way of eternal life comes up short just as he told the rich young ruler there. He said it's not enough. My friend, I want you to understand Man's way will leave you out in the cold. Man's way will lead you to hell. We find in, in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, it says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The end thereof, the ways of death. So it's God's way is the only way of salvation. Maybe this morning you're trying to follow the Lord uh, trying to follow the Lord uh, uh, your way instead of His way. As a Christian, you said, well, preacher, I, I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven. I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I didn't try to get it by works. I didn't try to, so I'm on my way. Well, how are you living your life? Are you, are you trying to follow the Lord your way, or are you trying to follow Him His way? Notice what He told him. He said, deny yourself, take up thy cross, and follow me. There's a, there's a definite way of following Jesus Christ. And it's not by just uh, getting saved and everything's just going to automatically follow Him. You have to follow Him on purpose. There has to be a, a designated way of following Him. And Jesus said, there is a way, my way, not your way. He said, come take up thy cross and follow me. That's denying self and seeking to put the Lord first in our, in our lives, not putting first ourselves first. In Matthew 16, 24, it says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Matthew chapter 6, and verse 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness and all these things shall be unto you. He said, first thing at first, he said, Seek the Lord with all your heart. Follow him with all your heart. You see, that changes the whole picture of the Christian life. It makes that life about the Lord and not about us. I can't get over, I can't say it enough. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what life is about. It's about living for Him. Well, preacher, I thought it was about making a living for my family. No, my friend, uh, living is about living for Jesus Christ and letting your family know that you know Jesus Christ, your Savior, and leading them towards Jesus Christ. Uh, the living, God can provide the living. God can give you all that you need. But hey, listen, don't worry about that. Worry about getting your family to Christ and living for the Lord Jesus Christ and putting Him first in your life. Are you trying to live the Christian life your way? 
So many times we say, Preacher, I want, to live, I want to live for the Lord. So many times we're trying to live it in our own strength. We're trying to live it in our own abilities. And if we'll be honest, we miserably fail. That's why so many times we, we hit an altar and we try to get things right with the Lord and then we get back up and we go back to, and, the, and all through the week we struggle with it again and struggle with it again. You know why? Because we're trying to do it in our strength. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. It's Christ that's going to strengthen me. It's Christ that's going to help me to live the Christian life. I'm going to be honest with you. I can go down there and say, hey, Carl, you want to live for the Lord Jesus Christ? You can't do it on your own. You can't do it. I'm just going to be honest with you. Carl, you can't do it. can't do it. Not by yourself. Not your way. Not my way. But God's way, you can. By God's grace, we've been seeing that. Because every one of us will miserably fail Him. We can't do it our way. We've got to do it God's way. Hey, listen, many times what we don't realize is that the Christian life cannot be lived in man's ways and abilities. It must be lived God's way and in His power and in His strength. Hebrews 13, verse 20 and 21 says, Now the God of peace that brought again, that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus and that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, he says, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. He said it's through Him, in you, working in you, through Jesus Christ, that we might live that life that is according to and pleasing unto His will. But when we try to do it our way, we fail. You see, we need to seek Him to lead us. We need to seek Him to strengthen us. We need to seek Him to comfort us and to live that life. Are you trying to worship the Lord your way or His way? In John 14, verse 23 and 24 says, But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. You see, many times today we say we know that we're supposed to worship the Lord. You talk to any Christian and you'll say, do you think you're supposed to worship the Lord? Oh, yeah, you're supposed to worship the Lord. Then how are you worshiping the Lord? Do you want a lot of, here's, I'm going I'm to show you something, and I don't know whether this will upset you or not. Come here, Blake. But I, I want you to understand this. <clears throat> okay, do what I do, okay? This isn't Simon Says. This is Papa Says, okay? <laughs> so you do what I, what I do. No, you ain't doing everything I'm doing. The whole body's got to sway. There you go. <laughs> Amen. 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 All right, you sit down. Why did he do that? We're going to be here all night or all day if you don't Why did he do it? I told him to. I told him to. Papa told him to. Is there anything wrong with raising your hand? No. It's scriptural. I can take you, I can take you to verses. 
Is there anything wrong with saying amen? No, nope, I can take scripture. But if, you, if we do it because somebody is directing us to do it, okay, you got to do this. Now we're going we're gonna to have a worship time now, and you got to do what I'm doing. Can I tell you something? It wasn't with the heart. It was because somebody told you to do it. That's not God's way. God's way is, is when the Spirit of God works in your heart and moves. And your heart says, praise the Lord. We hear something preached and it touches the heart when we say amen. You know what amen means? It means so be it. That's what amen means. And here's what's happening today in a lot of churches. A lot of worship that they call worship is not true worship. He said we must worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. Spirit and truth. Just because a person raises their hand doesn't mean they're worshiping God. Just because a person gets down on their knees and bows their head doesn't mean they're praying to Jehovah God. Muslims get down on their knees and pray. In spirit and in truth. Spirit of God leading in the truth saying that we're to trust Him and to, and to live for Him and serve Him. And we're to worship Him in spirit and truth, to magnify Him. We're to magnify the Lord. We are to glorify Him. The Scripture tells us that's the truth, that we're to behold Him in His great glory and that, we're to, that He deserves, the Scripture says that He deserves the worship. He deserves it. And so we, in, in truth, we should worship. He is worthy of that. And the Spirit moves in our hearts and lives and directs us to. But man's way is, okay, I know I'm supposed to, so that's just what I'm going to do. You know where the problem is? The heart. The heart. Many times we're trying to deal with sin in our lives. We're trying to do it our way. In order for us to do it God's way, we first must determine how how, how we look at sin, how we look at our own sin. How do you look at sin? The Bible says that we're to abhor. In, in Romans chapter 12, verse 9, it says, Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. What do you call sin? Well, preacher, that's stealing, that's lying, that's cheating. Well, what about where it says in James 4, 17, Therefore to him that knoweth do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. You see, we can point out and make a list of all the things that we shouldn't be doing. You're not supposed to cheat on your wife. You're not supposed to steal. You're not supposed to lie. You're not supposed to cuss. You're not supposed, and we can make those lists. What about those things that the Lord tells us to do, but we don't do them? We don't put them on that list for some reason. But he that knoweth do good and doeth not to him is sin. How do we see ourselves? In Isaiah 64 and verse 6 says, But we are all an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we do fade as a leaf, and our, and our iniquities like the wind have, t uh, have taken us away. You know, most of us, and, and we, we want to look at ourselves and say, I'm not so bad. Man, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not as bad as, as man. I'm not so bad. The Bible says differently. Bible says differently. We've got to look at sin the way God looks at sin. And then we can go to 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sin, 
He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I could go on and on, but I think you get the picture. There's a, God's way and man's way are completely different. You see, it all comes back to the very thing that we spoke of in the beginning. In, in verse 21 says, Jesus behold, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and take up the cross and follow me. You say, preacher, that's not one thing. Go sell what thou hast, that's one. Give to the poor, that's two. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Come take up the cross, that's three. And follow me, that's four, preacher. And he said, thou lackest one thing. Because all those things are connected to one thing. And that is the heart. You know what? The difference between our way and God's way is the heart. Us giving the Lord our heart, obeying Him, seeking Him with our heart. And so many times we try to do it our way. We know it's right. We know what we're supposed to do. But we do it out of obligation or we do it because we know that it's right or we do it because somebody is watching and the Lord says, give me thine heart. Really what he was telling the rich young ruler that day is, give me your heart. Love me. Love me with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, thy strength. That's what he was saying. He wasn't giving him something else to do. He said, love me with all your heart. You know what makes a difference when you sing those songs, when you love the Lord with all your heart? Makes a difference when we pray, when we love the Lord with all of our heart. Makes a difference when we're around brothers and sisters in Christ and we love the Lord with all of our heart. It makes a difference when we get down on our knees and begin to pray and talk to the Lord when we love Him with all of our heart. It makes a difference when we're going through difficult times and we don't know which way to go and we don't know why we're going through those times when we love the Lord with all of our heart. The difference in God's way and man's way is the heart. That relationship with the heart. Seeking the Lord with our heart. There is a difference in His way and our way. That doesn't mean all those things are wrong. Don't get me wrong. And don't get me wrong what I say about worship. Worship is right. But worship is because of the heart and loving the Lord and magnifying the Lord. I'm not being critical of that. I'm just saying we do things because it's man's way. The Lord says, my way is different. Serve me with all your heart. Let's bow. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for the mercies and goodness that you have shown to us and where you've guided us and directed us. And Lord, I pray that, that we could follow you and live for you with all of our heart. Help us, Lord, not to do things our way. Help us, Lord, not to do the things man's way. But Lord, help us to live our life your way. Lord, if there's someone here that's not saved, Lord, help them not to try to make it on their own. Lord, may they come and let us show them God's way. 
how that they can receive Christ and know they're going to heaven when they die because there is only one way and that's your way. Have your will and way, Lord, in this invitation I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning?